Hello to our listeners and viewers out there, and welcome back to the Appraisal Institute's podcast series, Face Value. I'm Tonia Vilas. Hi, Tonia, and I'm Warren Boizot. Today, we'll be discussing the Appraiser Diversity Initiative. From here on out, we're just going to go with ADI for short, if that's okay with everyone, and bringing on participants who have completed the program to share their experiences, advice, and more. We'll also be talking about the new William S. Harps DEI Award. As always, thanks for joining us. With us today is Brent Kwashi, Alana Roten, and Smenmore Bernard, who's an MAI. Welcome to the show, everyone. Could you tell our audience a little bit about yourselves? Brent, how about you start us off? Well, um, thanks for having me. Um, I'm a registered trainee appraiser from the Tampa Bay Sarasota market. Um, I graduated the ADI program in uh, September of 2002, and I'm a practicing affiliate at the um, Appraisal Institute. I'm a Marine Corps veteran. I served in the intelligence field and my degree is in intelligence studies. Um, after leaving the Marine Corps, I started a drone service business um, providing aerial mapping and site documentation for uh, construction projects. Uh, currently, I'm working as an insurance appraiser, uh, providing insurance appraisals for condominium associations, and I'm, I'm in the hunt for a, a supervisor. Excellent. Thanks, Brent. And Alana, how about you? Hey, thanks, Warren. I'm happy to be here. Um, so I've been in the field for about three years. Um, I completed the ADI program, I would say in May, and have been working um, for a mortgage company since then, uh, since the beginning of June as a trainee uh, in the Chicagoland market. Um, so. Well, thank you, Alana and Brent, for joining us. And Brent, I'd like to thank you for your service. Uh, Smed, you're up. Hi, folks. Smed Moore Bernard. Everyone just calls me Smed. Um, I am a certified commercial appraiser, certified general appraiser here in the Chicago area. I also do work outside the Chicago area. I am an MEI, as uh, Tonya mentioned earlier, and I also serve on the board of directors for the Appraisal Institute representing Region 3, but also representing every member of the Appraisal Institute. Well, thank you all for your introductions, and uh, let's get started. Now, commercial from LIA. LIA is the longest-running appraiser E&O program in the U.S., insuring appraisers for over 40 years. Endorsed by AI since 1991 for providing high-quality professional liability insurance coverage at reasonable cost. LIA provides errors and emission coverage with all claims handled by experienced law firm of Galeone, Dolan, and Kaplan. Visit liability.com for more information. For those of you who don't know, the ADI program is a collaboration with the Appraisal Institute, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and the National Urban League that's designed to attract new entrants to the appraisal field while fostering diversity in the profession. There's more information available on the Appraisal Institute's website. Brent, Alana, seeing as you're both successfully completed the ADI program, we'd like to hear your perspectives. Brent, let's start with you. ADI program. Um, well, the program itself is a um, self-paced program. Um, you have about two months or two months to complete uh, each of the first classes, um, six months to complete the entire program. But, um, I finished the program in about two months. Great. And when did you take it? Um, this was in uh, August. I started the program August of uh, 2000. 22, and I finished up in September. Wow, that's quick. 
And Brent, I'm curious with your military background and specifically what you did in the Marine Corps, do you feel like you found appraisal or did appraisal find you? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. Um, okay. Just with my analytical background, I was looking for something that, you know, kind of, you know, blended with that. And I think it kind of just kind of found each other, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And Alana, um, it has completed the program impacted you, um, your success and profession in this career? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I think it's given me a solid basis uh, to go out and doing kind of what I'm doing now with my supervisor, which is being in homes every day um, and just seeing the properties um, and understanding what I'm looking at. So um, in addition to that, I think the network that is kind of provided has also helped in terms of uh, we're all given a mentor. And so um, I also have a relationship with my mentor who's down in Dallas. And, and so he's been integral to this process for me as well as Smed, um, who's the person who introduced me to the program in the first place. And so, um, so yeah, I think it has. So your mentors in Dallas, where are you from? I'm in, I'm in Chicago. Okay. And so yeah, I was wondering your connection with Smed, that makes sense. Um, and so Smed was um, a good colleague, I guess a friend of one of my old managers. Um, and so, yeah, he connected me and he connected me and invited me to to the event that they had at the Urban League here in Chicago. So, Nice. Brent, you mentioned that you are in the uh, hunt for a mentor. I guess I give you a shout out to the people in, in the Tampa area. You, you probably come as a, a guy with a pretty sweet uh, drone setup. That's got to be attractive to many potential mentors, right? I do. I, I actually, I use it um, in my insurance appraisals. Um, the only thing with the insurance appraisal is they don't count towards my licensing hours. So. Interesting. Hmm. How long have you been doing the insurance appraisals for? I started that in January. Okay. All right, so you started that before you started the ADI program, and now you want to no. get into Oh, this January. January. This year. Yeah, oh, January okay. this year. Okay, so you're doing a little bit of both now. Right. Very nice. Keep your options open. Um, how did you both get into it? Like, um, Alana, you mentioned SMED uh, taught, told you about the program. Brent, how about you? What got you into it? Um, well, I was, actually, I was actually um, applying for a job, a right-of-way position. And uh, when I was researching for that right-of-way position, I came across the ADI program. I actually saw an, another podcast, um, and that you know, put me towards the ADI program, and I contacted uh, the ADI team, and they were having a scholarship opportunity, and I signed up. Another podcast you. other than face value or a <laughs> face value podcast? I didn't want to ask. There is such a thing? I didn't know there is such a thing. I thought we're the only one out there. Okay. All right. Interesting. I did not want to ask that. What I did want to ask, though, is how much funding did the scholarship give you so that we can let our listeners know what's out there? Good question. It, the scholarship completely covered the entire, um, the entire education portion of our training. It also covers, um, you get to go to a conference, uh, you get, uh, they give you books uh, and the calculator. Okay. So I, you know, it's funny in one of these podcasts, I heard that the appraisal institute bought out Amazon with all their HP 12 C's. So you're one of the lucky recipients, right? Yeah. Yeah. I heard that too. 
What about advice? Since you guys have been both through the program, any advice to anyone that might be interested in enrolling in the program? Alana, how about you? Uh, to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that um, it's impactful. One, just seeing um, all the people that are here to support us um, through through this program and then um, all the companies that support it as well. So, um, and the other piece of advice I would have is that if possible to take your classes in person. Um, I think that uh, it's also value adding being in person, um, sitting and getting the perspective of your teachers and people who have been in the field. I think that that was pretty integral to me to um, completeness as quickly as Brent did as well, so. What kind of classes did you take? Like how many do you have to take to complete the program? So it's all of your qualifying education courses. Um, so that first use PEP class um, and then procedures and principles and procedures. And then what's the other class? The I think sales, it's the fourth. Sales and sales, residential sales. Residential sales. And then the approach. And also, if I can interject, did you also have an Please. opportunity to uh, get calculator skills? Yeah, because, yes. um, right. Yeah, so um, during our, we have monthly meetings, and we also have meetings in between those, and they have um, classes on how to use the, the financial calculator. The monthly meeting are for the uh, scholarship recipients? Yes. Yes. Oh, so you guys yeah. build a network internally, whoever we wins do. the scholarships? We do. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the uh, monthly meetings that you have with your scholarship recipients, your network. Well, once a month, um, they usually bring on uh, speakers um, that are in the industry or or past ADI graduates to tell us about you know what's going on or or their experiences and their journey uh, on getting their license. And so I do enjoy those because we get to to listen to people from different practice areas. Um, and so within this niche um, of a field, there's so, so many niches as well. Um, so yeah, I do enjoy those. Yeah, I think it's interesting that Ilana earlier mentioned that she likes to take classes in person. I'm kind of the same way. And I know people are different learners. Um, but the great thing about Appraisal Institute education is the, the course instructor is always a peer as well in the sense that I, I would imagine across the board, our instructors are always, you know, in the same field as you are. It's not, it's not like it's this professor that used to do it years ago. They're, they're working their boots on the ground now. And that's, mm -hmm. I think a little different and people might not realize that, that you're taking a class from someone, maybe Brent in the Tampa area that, that can help you out with finding that mentor something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love in-person classes. I am yeah. one that, yeah, I guess I'm older generation. I, I can say, but things online, you just get distracted. And yeah. you go ahead, Smed. You know, and, and it's a very interesting point. Now, wait from the fact that the distraction, this is a contact sport. I hate to say it that way. But in, in order <laughs> wait, to be an appraiser. Wait, can you tell the audience, hold on, before you get into it, can you tell the audience what sports you do play and have played in your past life? <laughs> um, I, I am a former uh, junior Jamaican uh, sprint uh, track cyclist. Um, I also was a competitive swimmer. Um, I would say I play ball, but I had the physicality. I didn't have the mentality for it. <laughs> but regardless, the biggest thing that you can do in, in terms as a member of 
the Appraisal Institute, going through this and growing to become an appraiser is to show up. And when you come to these classes, you actually not only learn the academics, but you also learn the language. And what I mean by the language, it's just simply how to speak it in a casual way. There's when you learn a new language, you learn the academic way, and then you learn conversationally. And now you get an opportunity when you go to these classes or you go to meetings, the conversation of being a professional appraiser. Yeah, I love that because um, I guess I'm a little bit of an appraisal nerd. And it's fun to hear other people use terms like cap rate and just internal rate of return. And you're like, I know Uplands. what that means. Uplands. Uplands. Yes, Uplands. <laughs> it's just stuff that becomes little... intuitive. Yeah. Uh, but then when you don't know certain terms, you have a network to ask. Like Warren didn't know what Uplands were. And I probably <laughs> didn't know much about, you know, Tampa Bay and swamps or stuff like that. So we learn a lot. And it's amazing the network you get out of this. Um, I do have a question. How many people were in your ADI group? that you have these monthly meetings with? Is it a large group? Is it a small group? Well, I think everybody is invited that has gone through the program, but on a, on a monthly basis, I'll say maybe 50 people will be on the call. I'm not oh, that's, wow. that's a good number. That is way bigger than I thought. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping it'd be more than 10. Yeah. It's, it's a good number. I'm not really, I'm not sure exactly, but it's a good number of people. That are do on they the participate call. or do they just listen? Um, there's participation. So nice. there's usually a speaker will come on. <clears throat> then uh, in the end, there'll be some participation. And I'm sure you've developed relationships through this, like your appraisal friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially after going to the conferences and meeting everybody in person. That was, you know, that was real good. Yeah, Brent, I was there. I think I walked to, walked to your table. Don't remember you okay. specifically, but I do mm. remember the group of participants there and I was talking to some of them. Um, so welcome to the Appraisal Institute. I'm so glad that they did bring you because uh, their conferences are amazing. You get to network with people you don't, you would never see um, in the, you know, your real world or your practice, your daily practice. So it's great that they bring everybody in. And I missed, is it a self, um, uh, uh, how do I want to say it? Do you, uh, Paste. Thank you. Is it a self-paced program? It is a self-paced program, but you have um, you have a time limit. So the um, ah. the first class I think is um, procedures or principles, and then you have two two months to do that, and then you have two months to do the procedures, but six months to do the entire uh, program. Gotcha. And Alana, can you explain to me? You're in Chicago, and I guess your mentor—that's your supervising appraiser—is in Houston. How does that work? My supervisor is here, and that's the person who I work with. Uh, I have two of them uh, through my company. And so one person covers one portion of the city and the other covers the other. And so um, so those, those two guys are here. Um, and then the mentor through the program is in Dallas. Okay, so the mentor so he helps works you get for, through the program. Um, or just to answer questions that I have, uh, he works for a software company, so it's a whole different perspective oh, wow. than the one that I have on a daily basis. And so, okay. So no, I appreciate that input. Um, and then he's able to talk to me about his experience and um, just a different voice. So, is your mentor an appraiser? 
Yes. Okay. They're, they're separate from the supervisor, the mentor and the supervisor. They just they provide you a mentor uh, during while you're going through your coursework to kind of help you through, you know, if you get stuck or have questions and things like that. Wonderful. Yeah, so we have like a, a weedings uh, every other week and just kind of ask him questions. Uh, and so, yeah, he's pretty good. So I'm going to break the ice, make it a little fun. Uh, so, Alana, you've been on site inspections, right? Yes. Give us your worst inspection ever. But I guess the most nerve-wracking inspection that I went on, which was also probably my most fun inspection as well, um, was a barn in Elgin, which is like uh, about an hour from the city. Um, so it was a house with a barn and a chicken coop. So that was my first time seeing a chicken coop. But in the <laughs> barn, there was an office. And in the office, the whole desk was covered with uh, rodent drippings and droppings. And, and so just kind of walking around uh, that. Thankfully, the main house was, you know, really nice. But uh, just being in that space and hearing stuff around you and, and you know, uh, it was a little nerve wracking. So. In my furniture moving days, the scene that you just described with the uh, the desk is <laughs> my first move I ever went on. That's like, oof, maybe this isn't for me. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is the first we've heard of your furniture moving days. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Eight years, United Van Lines. Wow. High school Are through they still college. In business? And, yeah, I believe they're the biggest mover in the world. I think st- maybe they were at the time. Commercial? You know, the big trucks you see. Um, residential and commercial. Yeah, everything. You see folks, we come from very diverse backgrounds. <laughs> uh, what got me into appraisal, I do not want to do this anymore. That's pretty much <laughs> how that came about. That's an incentive. Absolutely. Warren, you got some about, more questions for these guys? Yeah, Brent, I was going to ask, craziest thing you've seen on a, on a, a drone inspection? using your drone. I haven't really seen any crazy things doing my drone inspection. <laughs> How about we go into the explanation of the drone inspection? This is for insurance or for appraise, uh, property appraisals, real estate appraisals? You're talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the, the appraisals I do are for insurance purposes. Here in Florida, um, there's a law that condominiums have to get an insurance appraisal before they get um, for the replacement value in order to get insurance place. And this all stemmed from the condo collapse uh, a couple years ago in Miami. Mm. So, so those inspections are costs. We're only doing a replacement cost value um, on the buildings that we're inspecting. Do you ever do any residential where you have to actually do a chimney? Because I imagine that would come in handy with the drone um, for insurance purposes for a chimney inspections. I, not chimney, but I do use it for the roof. Okay, right. Yeah. See, and that's where I was getting it, seeing something crazy on that roof or one of those common yeah. areas at the pool, something like that. <laughs> that's where I was getting at. But <laughs> no, <laughs> I was looking for the fun outside of the property. Got it. Got it. No Santa. No Santa. <laughs> no, Santa no birds. <laughs> so through the program, um, once you finish, I believe, like your third course, then you have the option of having a mentor through the program. Um, to kind of help you on your path, essentially. And then versus the supervisor, uh, which is the supervisor that you know who's 
the person that you're working with who helps you complete your hours and stuff like that. Okay. So who signs okay. off on you completing your hours? Gotcha. So those are two different things. The person I'm working for is, I met her at the, one of the, at the appraisal um, Institute chapter meeting. So she actually introduced me to a, um, a residential appraiser that I was working for, for a period of time. And he wasn't getting the volume, you know, to continue to train me. So I ended up stopped um, training with him and she brought me on to do the insurance appraisals with her. Although they don't count for, you know, my license. It was just, you know, something to keep me, you know, working in the insurance industry. So what I'm doing with her is has nothing, you know, towards my license. Right. Smed, and if I can we're working on that, but right now it, it doesn't, it's not counting. Smed, you had something. Yeah. And you know, if I can interject, because it, it, it's a very Please. interesting balance when it comes to that, because myself and, and Atlanta, I would definitely say that I was trying to get her to, for a to supervisor as well. I do a very specialized type of work in terms of litigation and imminent domain that requires me to be the primary person because I have to may have to testify to it. So, sure. um, and I didn't have the volume and unfortunately we weren't able to connect though because she is so talented and she is a member of one of the greatest sororities there is, Sigma Gamma Rho. <laughs> kind of throw that out there. Um, she was able to do that because she, she, she's very talented. But it is something that hopefully with the upcoming PARIA program that we can uh, ki uh, kind of bypass that, that uh, barrier to success when it comes to uh, getting more people into the profession. Yeah, and especially with the current economic climate where interest rates are going up and sales are becoming less, it makes it difficult for a lot of the mortgage work. Um, but it is like uh, Smed said, there's a niche of like legal work, accounting, mm -hmm. um, matrimonial. Uh, but again, it's a very specific market and it's it's hard to get in because you need to be the witness. You know, you need to testify. So it becomes difficult. But I can't wait for Perea. I really can't. I think the ADI program breaks down a lot of the barriers for getting us into the industry. But there is still that supervisor. Um, barrier that that's you know we're trying to break so so the barriers with the adi it's just to get you to take classes it's to introduce the world of appraising to mm -hmm. everyone out there just to get get you brought in into the network right, right? that's the right, point of that right. program right and they but, and well, they work to get us supervisors they give us we get connections um we get advice and things like that and just being in the program is a mm -hmm. plus when we're talking to people but, but, you know, you still have that. Somebody still has to hire you. Yeah. And, and go ahead. And um, I was connected with my with my job through the program. And so from time to time, um, we we get sent out like job postings. Um, I know they're posted on the Appraisal uh, Institute website as well. Um, but sometimes they'll just send something out. Hey, if you're um, <clears throat> through your coursework or if you're at this point, maybe working towards your licensure or have it, then uh, we have this opportunity available. Um, and then those things might go out in certain markets, you know, and so, so yeah. And a lot of companies um, are sponsoring the program. So those, those companies, they're out there. And one other thing, uh, Brent, you, you mentioned about going to a chapter meeting and, uh, 
you know, maybe the attempt to find a mentor there, which I think is a great idea because what I tell people is that when I'm asked the question, Hey, are you looking for an apprentice to work under? Well, I'm not today, but things change in, in, I'm uh, Mm -hmm. simply talking from a residential standpoint today. I'm not, but in a month, let's say I got a new client or something changes, um, with other clients that increase my uh, volume of work. Now I am. And that person that I met at that chapter meeting two months ago, that's who I'm going to reach out to. So it's important to kind of keep going to those meetings and, and just making, making your face um, known to everyone because everyone's situation changes. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember when I started um, it's very intimidating because you're new and everyone else knows each other, but just get out there. And I think one of the, one of the things that um, most people, not just us appraisers, but most people have is fear. And it's once we overcome that fear, we just become part of it. And there, you just have to go in and put yourself out there. So that this way, like, like Warren said, they know your face, they know who you are. And like Smed said, you talk the talk and they come back and they're like, oh, you had this property, which I thought was interesting. You did a chicken coop. How do we, you know, how do we work on a farm? I haven't done anything. So it's just those little discussions. Um, you know, it's great that when we said, what's your worst inspection? You didn't, you went to something creative, something different. And everyone has different ideas of good or bad, but we all know, like we can all relate. And even though I hadn't had stuff on desks, had stuff in basements and you know I can relate and I could see like in New York City we go around and if you're in a basement of an apartment building you take a broomstick and you bang it on the floor so that once you turn on the lights everything scatters so that's something that we're used to but it's just interesting to hear other parts of the world you said something about putting yourself out there I think that's really important especially as a trainee um you know, I never did anything like going to the, when I went to the appraisal institute meeting, you know, just taking a chance. Nobody knew I was coming there. Uh, I didn't know anybody. It was just kind of just putting yourself out there and, and doing it. And how did they interact with you? Did they welcome you? How did you feel? Uh, um, well, at first, you know, I, I kind of just kind of stood around and people kind of noticed me. I introduced myself and I told them I was with the ADI program. And then after that, everybody was, was pretty friendly. Let's pull back the curtain a little bit as someone who's been on the uh, organizing side of, of those chapter events. People walk in, you're like, yes, somebody showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The word got out. The emails went in somebody's inbox and they looked at it and read it and showed up. So just just come come on in. We love it. I can honestly tell you that when I first became an appraiser, almost 20 years, uh, almost in 20 years, I would have been when I first walked in, um, no one knew me. I didn't even have it. I didn't have an ADI program, I could say. And it's kind of like a fraternity. No one knows you. People are going to ask you questions and people aren't going to be warm and fuzzy to you until you've kind of been around for a little bit. Um, and I think that was the same way with a lot of the organizations that we deal with in regular life. And I can honestly tell you that I got a lot of opportunities by just showing up. Uh, at the time, the, my chapter had a scholarship program, but they wouldn't give it to a person unless they've been involved with the chapter for a year. I got my first scholarship in less than six months. And when I asked, later on, I became a member of the scholarship committee. 
when I asked when another person did that with the, you know, because they've been around for less than six months, they said, well, well, I said, well, why, why didn't, why can't we give them a scholarship? Well, you gave me a scholarship then. Well, Smed, you were always around. And the more you show up, the more opportunities happen. So absolutely, you know, don't, you know, there's this great, there's this great line from a poem. When hope may seem defutable and trouble you're beset, you're just made, just remember you are facing what other men and women have met. Thank you for adding that. Uh, it's yeah. funny, I'm, I'm a co-chair of our chapter uh, scholarship committee, and we have that same rule. And the reason why is because we want to give uh, people who are vested, people who are around, people uh, who show a real interest, the opportunity and the scholarship, but we're willing to give it to people under a year as long as they show um, desire to continue. Because a lot of times what happens is people apply for the scholarship, they might take the funding and then disappear, or they might just never take a course and then it's sitting out there and you're like, hey, where'd this person go five years later, you know? So we try have the same rule for that reason. You want to make sure the person's vested with the organization and um, we want to give, but we also want people to give in return, you know? Yeah. So I like that. Absolutely. Speaking of just showing up, Smed, you showed up today specifically to uh, talk to us about another DE&I effort that AI has been working on. Talk to us a little bit about the new William S. Harps DE&I Award that was recently established. I'd love to, Warren. Um, this was an initiative that uh, actually I kind of spearheaded. And this, this award is really to just recognize people that are looking to make, and I prefer to use this expression, to make the appraisal profession more reflective of, to, of society today. Okay, and... Most people don't even know who William S. Harp is. And William S. Harp was the first African-American president of the predecessor organization, the American Society of Real Estate Appraisers. Um, when I think about him, it's reflective of me. Uh, he was a first-generation appraiser. He went to a historically black college. He was a member of a fraternity. Kappa Alpha Psi was a member of the best fraternity, which is Omega <laughs> Sci-Fi. Fraternity Incorporated, <laughs> and for those people that know it. Um, <laughs> Wait, can you do that again, but center yourself on camera? No, no, no. Oh, there, there you go. go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, but just like our two recipients here, they were both members of organizations that required what I would call mass enthusiasm and dedication towards it. Uh, Brent being a, a veteran of the U.S. Marine Corps, which I know he knows that uh, the best false multiplier is enthusiasm, okay? And I imagine you'd also know the same thing, um, being a member of Sigma Gamma Rho. So with that said, he he's a, a great reflective a, a reflection of that. And he came into the industry just because someone needed a presence. And from there, he went on to uh, get his, uh, get his uh, MAI. I believe he was the first African-American to get his MAI. And we actually have a board member that's coming on, Sharon Arbor from Detroit, who got her, her pin at the time. That was the RM pin, I believe, um, when it was still the society. And that, those days you had to literally come to Chicago. And she was shocked 
to see Can a you person. Talk about those days, how long ago is this? Oh, I'm sorry, that was 1981 when he became president. I apologize. Mm -hmm. In 1981, he was president, and she got her pen, and she was floored by the fact that this gentleman looked just like her, and that's a piece of history that no one really knows. We always can talk about the bad things about the profession, but. When we talk about, when we think about the good things, well, they just kind of just, oh yeah, it happened. But now's the time to recognize that. And what we want to do is celebrate the fact of anyone that's trying to make the industry more reflective of society today. I think one, going to the ADI program, I think one of the best things that happened was when we had the presentation in Chicago, you know, we had people come to the National Urban League office in Chicago and it was an audience that was pretty homogeneous, save for one person. This young lady was an Asian American who came all the way from Alabama to sit in the program. And she has been, she has shown nothing but mass enthusiasm ever since. And that's what it's about. It's about making it more reflective of society. And that's the same thing with the award represents. Do you also think, Smed, that uh, the Perea program is going to help to do that as well? Oh, yes, absolutely. And it won't just AI do it, the, Perea program. the AI Perea program, right, exactly, um, which is probably going to be probably more challenging than any other uh, program that's coming out and be more comprehensive to make you uh, the best possible candidate to move forward with that. And it not only covers the residential portion, but it also covers it from, and this is where it really benefits. We're not just talking about um, race and gender. We're also talking about communities. It's not just about urban, but it's also about rural America because there's a rural component to that as well. And it covers every aspect. So I think the Perea, I think the Perea program will do that, uh, but still it won't be a benefit if you don't go out and shake a hand and just come to Networking. a chapter meeting and you're right just come to a chapter meeting and just say hi my name is okay and i will also tell you that as a first generation american going through uh getting my getting my mei i really depended on the scholarships that came from the chapter as well as national one of the things about being a member is that member has its privilege and part of the privilege is scholarship we tend to forget that. And there's plenty of opportunities beyond the ADI program uh, to flourish in that. And even there's even scholarship for the Perea program um, that's gonna be provided as well. Smet, I got a question for you. Yes, ma'am. If ADI were around 20 years ago when you started, how do you think it would have made your experience different? It would have accelerated me. I'd be much farther in my, I would, you know, and I say I'd be much further in my, in my process in terms of moving to be the, the greatest appraiser in the world. But <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> the thing is that high it should ups. never be <laughs> kind of high, kind of high. Um, but the thing is that you also should go with the, go into the aspect, that aspect that you're always going to be learning. Um, if, if I was to tell you that I'd be doing the work that I'm doing now, where I'm going from a house on the south side of Chicago to a commercial building in a suburb in another city and also doing high, you know, high voltage tension lines in eastern Oregon 
I would have said, stop lying. But the truth <laughs> is that that's what I'm doing. I'm working on things in rural markets as well as urban markets here and abroad. I think the ADI, uh, the Appraisal Institute has done a pretty good job in terms of putting their money where their mouth is with starting this program. Um, in addition to the support, uh, I know we've met people from Sandy and Freddie um, and people in the profession. So going forward, I hope that more people are able to take advantage of the program and that, and that uh, as Smet says, that it, the profession starts to look a, light, a lot more like um, like America. So, <laughs> I think it's, um, it's an exciting time to um, come into the appraisal field. Um, there's a lot of change uh, going on, and I think um, the ADI program is um, preparing the ADI students um, to come into the, the industry at this time of change. So I'll say what I said just a few moments ago. Uh, confidence. I'd like. I like the confidence I see here, Lalana. Mm -hmm. You seem like such an amazing woman, and um, I hope that this ADI program has provided you with that confidence. And Brent, with your past vet experience. I know you had that confidence and I'd love to see what you do here for our organization as well. 100% agree. Tonya, there was a, a lot of uh, fraternity and sorority talk. Were you in a, were you in a sorority? No, no I went to a no. local college. <laughs> yeah, How about you? Are you in one? A sorority? No, I, uh, <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was a baseball player in college, but that doesn't mean I couldn't have been in a fraternity, but we kind of felt like we were our own little fraternity on the team. So, um, yeah. But, you know, regardless if you're on a team or you served in the military, the point of the matter is that you had to cooperate. And I think that's what it is. The fact that you have to cooperate, there's a certain team cohesion that goes along with that. And that's what it's about. You learn from, the, you learn from your teammates. You work, learn to work with your teammates. And so with that experience, you, you, bring those you bring those kind of aspects to the appraisal profession. Um, one of the most interesting uh, appraisers I know is, uh, is a musician, He's a classically trained musician. And, you know, he just kind of has this interesting flow. Um, there's another gentleman who's a Zen Buddhist, and he's really big about the, being a practitioner of that. So the fact of the matter is, we, we all bring certain th aspects to, the, uh, to this uh, profession, and we all can learn from that as we get to learn each other. I think that's one of the best things about the DE&I is the fact that now we're just bringing new personalities to the, uh, to the table. Hopefully there'll be a day, like Star Trek, where that won't be an issue. Lots of luck to the recipient of the Harps Award that will be presented in Louisville, Kentucky this coming October. Can't wait to see who it is. Um, thank you to the audience for listening to this episode of Face Value, and thank you to, the, to our guests for joining us today. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, listeners. Again, when you want to uh, subscribe, you can go to the AI website, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Always share the episodes so that everybody can be encouraged to listen. And we'll see you guys all next month on our next episode.